The way we consume and share news today is largely rooted in social media outlets. The reason why we decided it's important to look at what's being discussed online, like metaverse amusement parks <laughs> or the world's ugliest dog. Uh, I know, right? Erica yeah. joins us in the studio for all the updates. Good morning, Erica. Good morning. Something about just that title to the world's ugliest dog. It's kind of endearing, isn't it? It really is. Yeah. And we'll we'll get to him. In a little bit. All right. It's a him? Yes. Okay. It's a mister. <laughs> okay. A mister happy. <laughs> yeah. All right. First, this metaverse created for amusement parks. Okay. The thing about the promise of metaverse is it's so lofty, but what it is is are there they're just avatars you yeah. know, going through the motions, but it doesn't undermine the fact that it is quite popular with an entire generation. It gets a lot of attention yeah. and a lot of buzz. Exactly. I feel like when we talk about the metaverse, we're still only glimpsing at the very initial stages of what the future could look like. Yeah. It doesn't quite feel real. Yeah. It feels like, I don't know, cartoon characters. It yeah. doesn't really seem like a virtual world. I don't know. In our def- not my defense because yeah. I didn't create the metaverse but I, I guess in trying to level with that sentiment I think mm-hmm. when social media was first introduced when EVs were first introduced yep. we're having similar conversations about robots of course the market is slightly skeptical because we're banking on its promises yeah. and the metaverse is just a glimpse of mm-hmm. that so take it with a grain of salt yeah. but this is creating a ton of buzz online exactly so you know when you go to amusement parks uh, which I love by the way I've oh. always loved going to amusement parks and all the rides and um, one of the downsides of going to an amusement park is standing in a long queue yes waiting especially on hot summer days if you happen to be interested in accessing this virtual amusement park platform you don't have to stand in a line ah look at that that's a perk (laughs) it's a big perk (laughs) yeah amusement parks are now in the virtual world for (laughs) everyone to enjoy here in South Korea Uh and uh, I don't think anybody is surprised Uh -uh. Um, popular South Korean amusement park Lutte World Adventure has a virtual replica on Neighbors <laughs> Zepetto Metaverse, mm-hmm. and uh, it officially opened in October last year. Okay. And uh, this space comes with uh, the iconic rides, mm-hmm. including the gyre drop, mm-hmm. and its main attractions, including the Magic Castle and Sokchon Hosu Lake. Visitors can roam around the premises, <laughs> exchange greetings with each other uh, with their zombified avatars. Oh, so there's a sub-theme within this yeah, metaverse. Yeah, there is. Okay. And the amusement park says millennials Millennials are a more likely generation for this modern entertainment uh, platform. This millennial begs to differ. Um, <laughs> maybe more Gen Z. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> but the younger yeah. crowd, certainly. Uh, in the last eight months of being open for business, it has attracted more than 5.6 million visitors. Okay. So that says something. I think so. Yeah. Everland, which is another popular amusement park here in South Korea, opened its own metaverse platform last month on the gaming platform Roblox. And it's a cuter version <laughs> of the real thing. But it It does feature some of its main attractions, including the Carnival Square, where the parades take place, and the Four Seasons Garden. Did I tell you, Erica, during the height of the pandemic, Uh when I started watching online, were these 24K, these high-quality videos of tour or walk around my city. Uh And all I wanted to do was 
feel like I'm part of a city or a country that I left years ago. So if you're an expat living abroad and this is what your childhood dreams were yeah. made of, it could be great fun. Hey, that's a that's a good yeah. I, I, point. I'm trying to better understand because I yeah. understand my tone was slightly judgy. <laughs> <laughs> I think but, we both were. But there is demand yeah. for it. 5.6 million visitors since opening. So clearly, um, exactly. but it's not just us who's slightly judgy. Yeah, um, there's a ton of reviews and it's certainly mixed. Yes, uh, many have been commenting on the cute concept overall. <laughs> Others have pointed out that it doesn't quite compare to the real thing. I mean, obviously, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're thinking, what's the point? You're not alone. <laughs> <laughs> if you think theme parks yeah. are about the physical experience of being on the ride, then yeah. yeah, I'm there with you. Yes. Now, both platforms can be accessed using mobile apps as well as personal computers. And, you know, like I said before, you can engage with other users in these virtual worlds mm-hmm. and even enjoy the rides together. Mm-hmm. The virtual amusement parks for now are not exact replicas of the real deal. Yeah. Uh, the number of rides are limited, for example, and the number of feature attractions still seem to be missing. But uh-huh. both locations say they're currently in the process of expanding their spaces. I do feel like, were they in a rush to launch this? Because they know that the competition is out there. Because I, I think so. They could have waited to map up the entire amusement park, but instead they're like, here, one ride at a time. <laughs> there's more than one. Oh, there's there, there, few there rides few. at a time. <laughs> now, right, besides going on these virtual rides, what else can our avatars do in this metaverse? Well, they can roam, they can wander, <laughs> they can explore, uh, they can purchase um, merchandise That's like gonna- balloons, hat bags, headbands. Hmm. They can buy snacks like soft serve ice cream and churros. Kind of cute. They can watch parades, Mm. water shows. Mm. They can uh, engage in water gun battle with Mm. pamba men (laughs) and can catch fireflies at night using those uh, insect nets. Take photos, of course. There are, in fact, over 590,000 photos taken inside this virtual Lotte world shared on the Zepetto social media feed. Everything, by the way, is free. (laughs) No need to pay money. Uh In order to purchase goods, all you have to do is you know walk around collect the coins okay and uh, but some of the clothing items available to dress your avatar does cost money mm. anywhere between 50 cents and two dollars so not too much okay so to have the fancier outfit yeah. you got to drop a little bit of money fancier school uniforms uh, for the younger generation <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> there you go what this all implies is south korea seeing the metaverse as a critical ingredient to its economic growth you have to either join there is no belatedly joining this trend right. you got to lead the race right yes in fact south korea has designated the metaverse as one of the five new industries that it believes will be key to economic growth and market demand. The four other industries include smart robots, blockchain, cloud computing technology, and digital healthcare. All of which initially changed the market in snail speed, despite what it promises. Uh Um, Blockchain, has anybody explained to you in simple terms? No! No. Exactly. (laughs) Unfortunately, not yet. (laughs) Not yet. We'll leave it for another day. On to our second buzzword this morning. Uh, So there are rallies and counter rallies in front of the uh, Comfort Women statue in the city of Berlin. What's happening over there? So a small disturbance recently broke out in front of a statue commemorating victims of uh, the Japanese military comfort women system in Berlin's Mitte Borough. A group from South Korea calling yeah. itself End Comfort Women Fraud held a protest demanding the statue's removal. I know, you look confused. Now, the protest led to Korea Verband, which is a Berlin-based civic group that erected this statue holding a counter-rally. Uh. And uh, as these two groups confronted each other, there was only a five meter road separating them. German protesters drew attention for standing in the front rows of the rally criticizing the Korean 
far-right group. Okay, far-right being a key word yep, there. Yep. That, that was a and there were only confused. four people. Okay, yes. uh, just to clarify. Yep. Uh, let's also take a look at then who the German protesters were who were countering against these uh, far-right groups who are against the erection of the, uh, the Comfort Women statue. Yeah, they were activists from human rights and civic groups, grannies against the right, German feminist group, Courage, all of which have histories of organizing to raise awareness of the Comfort Women issue in Germany. And uh, each time the South Korean far-right protesters shouted at the stories of Comfort Women are lies, the German protesters on the other side waved signs that read, history should not be denied. Mm, that's simple yeah. enough, and it's powerful, I've got to say. And there were also Japanese protesters okay. alongside the German protesters <gasps> holding signs saying, voices denying war crimes should disappear. I think that's powerful. Yeah. Okay, so there you have it, the full context. Um, uh, let's, let's see. The Statue of Peace was installed in Mittabora of Berlin 2020. Yes. So it's been two years. It's been subject to various conflicts ever since. Rallies, counter-rallies, very similar to this, mm-hmm. including threats of removal of the statue itself due to protests from the Japanese That's government. correct. On June 16th, the Green Party and the Left Party of Germany passed a permanent retention resolution with the majority opinion that at uh, the District Council, mm-hmm. they raised the prospect that the statue will become an official monument in Berlin. So that that's good news. So, so many miles away from yep. home, this is happening. I think that's also important and yes. maybe a lesson to be learned for us fighting causes that are far removed mm-hmm. from the South Korean narrative, something like that. Yep. Germans are understanding this is a context of universal human rights issues, not just about Koreans. Which is precisely why I find it so difficult to understand the actions of these far-right protesters who are clearly denying historical facts in public places. It's tough for me to understand. Mm. Any extremism is hard for me to level with, even trying to set aside any kind of biases. Right. All right, there you have it. That's the back and forth. Mm -hmm. And finally, on to the world's ugliest dog (laughs) contest. His name is Mr. Happy Face, but if you look at his face, uh, I don't know if he looks happy, but it's definitely unforgettable. He has this, like, punk style. What is that? A mohawk. Uh, a mohawk. <laughs> it's this tuft of hair and he, his tongue is permanently sticking out the side of his mouth and he has been crowned the world's ugliest pooch 2022. I He's 17 years old and he defeated nine competitors okay. last week. This is a decades old event by the way mm. held in California mm. and uh, this event celebrates the imperfections that make all dogs special and unique. So there's a story behind this okay. dog and his owner. He was adopted as a rescue last year mm. by a 41-year-old Arizona musician. Mm. And during the pandemic, she had hoped to either have a baby or adopt a dog. She decided to adopt a dog. And uh, at the shelter, she said she was told about this older dog mm. with serious health problems, creature that, quote, could be inbred because he was so ugly, was <sighs> what they told her. Oh, dear. I know. And uh, they basically tried to prepare her. For, for what's what to she come. Was, yeah, for okay. what she was about to see. Okay. Uh, the dog had been abused in the past by his previous owner. He's a survivor of abuse and neglect. Mm. And yeah, mm. now he's loved and happy. And celebrated as the world's ugliest dog. This is why I think the message itself is so endearing. And people there, the dogs there, there's something so powerful about it. It's it's about rescuing dogs that mm-hmm. are the most, considered the most undesirable. Yeah. And should there be such a thing on precious lives? Absolutely not. Yeah, exactly. It 
it is actually on my list. I have a beagle, so first take yeah. care of the beagle, but to adopt a dog that is seemingly most undesirable mm-hmm. and keep him healthy. Look her at his healthy. face. He, he's adorable. See, I beg to differ because so I think he's cute. adorable. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Erica, for the coverage this morning. See you tomorrow. If you're listening to our program using the podcast service, just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Korea Standard Time. So tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input. See you bright and early on Good Morning Seoul.